Good afternoon. Welcome to the Monday morning show on a Tuesday evening. Ryan G. Hensley, Grant L. Cohn. Niners had their first day of training camp, but it wasn't really a day. They had a couple interviews and a conditioning test. I wonder if someone injured themselves during that. I feel like someone does every year. Not trying. To. Anyway, we'll find out. But we're going to be talking about interviews today. Um, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance. But first, Kyle Shanahan did like a bonus interview for Tim Kawakami and The Athletic today. And in it, he was like much more revealing about this whole quarterback conundrum that he's been in a while. Uh, Ryan, you heard it. Why don't you tell yeah. the good people what Kyle said? That was the most clarifying interview I've heard Kyle Shannon do in regards to the quarterback situation. I mean, he clarified a lot. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it after uh, Grant and I are done here, make sure you check it out. I posted on my Twitter. It's a link to Tim Kawakami's podcast. So many things. So first, he clarified something that a lot of people were speculating on during the offseason, which was, why did they bring Sam Darnold in? According to Kyle Shanahan, he brought Sam Darnold in because he didn't know when Brock Purdy would be back at the time. Mm -hmm. He said at the time it was unknown when Brock Purdy was going to be back and it was free agency. So it was his opportunity. He didn't know when Brock was going to be back. He, so he signed Sam Darnold. It wasn't a knock on Trey Lance. It was Trey Lance is coming back off surgery. We have no idea when Brock's coming back. We need a quarterback. He went and signed Sam Darnold. So that was big right no there's been a lot of speculation on why that happened we got clarification today with that um so that was big the other thing that he said that was, was a very interesting was i still don't know the right answer is he said i still don't know what the right answer is in regards to his choice to just push brock over trey lance um as far as qb1 right now but he's why won't he say that in a group interview why does he only say that to tim you don't <laughs> what because right. the way you make it seem, or, or people in your organization, is that Brock's the leader, Brock's the guy, Brock, 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 but no, you don't know the right, okay, great, good to yeah, know. Remember, remember the, what, what is, is it, the bunny rabbit that gobbles like a chicken for the Easter commercial? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, was that on, um, was that on Easter? I think it's the Easter, right, wasn't Easter. it? It's yeah. an Easter thing, yeah, for the yeah. eggs, like chocolate. Yeah, the, yeah, the chocolate, Cadbury. Cadbury bunny. Cadbury, yeah. which is, makes phenomenal chocolate, by the way. Shout yeah. out to Cadbury. Okay. So <laughs> right. he doesn't know the right answer. He he was worried about Brock. This is very interesting. To yeah. me, okay, go on. Yeah, so like, so that, so basically what he's, it's boiling down to is, you know, he's all in on, he talked about Jimmy, he talked about everything, um, but he's all in on Trey. They still believe in Trey. There's also a narrative that they soured on Trey Lance. You know, after you listen to this interview, that's not the case. Uh, where I've been taking my stances on like what's going on despite like national narratives is I just use logic. What makes the most sense. And to me, what made the most sense was Trey got hurt. Brock Birdie took over and he played well. So therefore, yeah. because he played well in games, he's the week one guy as of right now, that's the status yeah. that always made the most sense to me. And that's exactly what Kyle. But said. then he got hurt and that like added a layer of complication. And when they were at free agency had, like free agency, had he had his surgery yet or what when they signed? I don't know, but what I know is that at that time, it was still a question mark of when he was going to return, right? Okay. They, they said six months. There was a one-month delay before his surgery. So there was still a concern, like, is he going to be back in time? He didn't know. And because of that, that's why he went out and got Sam Darnold. Now, this is all according to Kyle Shanahan's words. It's not me making it up these aren't my opinions this is what kyle Han, kyle shanahan just got done saying uh another thing he also said unless you want to go you want to go well, on this? just as, real quick with the sam darnold thing i feel like one thing that he keeps that he's just not consistent about is so he's making it seem like look we, we brought in darnold because we didn't know about brock and we needed another backup quarterback yeah. all right so why is trey competing with darnold then like you never really explained that do, do you like darnold that much why i i, I think it has to do with the fact that he you know, he, he probably had to tell Sam Donald he's going to get that opportunity if he comes here. Okay, that when makes he, sense. When, that makes sense. Talks, hey, if you want me to come here, you got to give me some reps. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you got to have an opportunity. And, you know, so he's going to give him that opportunity. He still talks favorably, more favorably about Trey Lance when he actually talks than I hear him talk about Sam. Like, sometimes he'll just talk about Brock and Trey. And then every now and then he'll mention Brock, Trey, and Sam. So I really think 
in Kyle's head, Trey is over Sam right now. We'll see. But he's going to give Sam and Trey both an opportunity to compete uh, for at least that number two spot. Now, obviously, I've always felt that Brock Purdy deserves to be your week one starter based on how he played. Um, but if he comes out and looks like absolute doo-doo or something, or something and Trey yeah. and Sam are balling, I mean, that could still change uh, as well. Um, but the other thing that he said that I thought was uh, something new, he said three three other teams would have drafted Trey Lance because they were talking about why they moved up. Hmm. He said the other teams would have drafted Trey Lance if they didn't move up from 12, and I'm assuming that's probably your Falcons, Colts, and Panthers. Could be. Probably. Yeah. Could be. So, I, I mean, that interview was super, super revealing, um, and everyone after the show, they should go check it out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one more thought. Kind of sounds like Kyle signed Darnold to put pressure on Brock. Hmm. I, I, I don't know. It just feels like the Niners are kind of – communicating to Brock without maybe saying like, look, we love you, buddy. And we want you to be our starting quarterback, but you better show all the urgency in the world to come back as soon as freaking possible. Because if you don't, if you try to make a business decision, you try to say, I'm not quite ready. We will go with someone else. And if that guy has a hot month, we will forget about you. So what do you want to do? And we saw today, he wants to play. He's back. So I think yeah. he may have gotten the message. I think there was a little bit of a message getting sent. Well, well, whether there's a message on purpose or not to Brock, I'm sure that's how Brock feels, right? Brock's got to feel, hey, freaking Trey Lance is here, Sam Darnold. Like, I got to get back out there or I could lose my my spot. Also, like, am I that good or was I just the dude on playing quarterback for this team down the stretch with Christian McCaffrey and Kittle and Debo and I? You can, like, do you really want to see what Trey Lance looks like with that team? Because he hasn't played with that team yet. Do you really want to see what Darnold looks like with that team? Because he hasn't played with that team yet. Like, are you really that much better than them? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? So, have you just been playing? Like, you might want to stay on the field so people don't find out the answer to that question. It, the, it's true. And I also, something else he mentioned was how necessary it is to have three quarterbacks now. And the mm. fact that you can suit up three quarterbacks. And how they have spotters. Like, right, if the quarterback gets hit in the head at all, mm. they're out. So he really reiterated how important it is to have three quarterbacks. Kyle Shanahan wants to have a good quarterback out there. I don't think he really cares about whether it's I, – I think he's fine with any of these quarterbacks. But Brock has earned it based on his play in the game. Um, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else you learned from this interview? There was a lot of stuff. Oh, Josh Johnson was already banged up before he took the field against the Eagles. Thought that was news. Wow. Never heard about that. So Kyle just gave himself another excuse. That's I'm sorry. I like Kyle. I like I'm so snarky. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Also, Brandon well, what Allen. What was it? Also, Brandon Allen. Oh, he didn't say. But also he talks Brandon about how much Allen. likes Brandon Allen. He likes Brandon Allen, right? So he says there's three spots. They're not going to keep four, but there's four guys that he needs to figure out how to get reps for. Um so it's going to be interesting, man. I, I, Sam Darnold, I, I think, honestly, it's kind of between Sam Darnold and uh, Brandon Allen is the real competition, in my opinion. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's Trey Lance. But I think that's the real competition that you got to look for for that QB3 spot. Boy, that's sexy. Okay. Josh uh, Joseph says, what's more likely after today, Trey or Brock? As comeback player of the year, who has the easiest route considering Brock's eight games and Trey's uh, half experience of that? Well, one of these two would have to stay healthy all year to win that award. Yeah, yeah, and, and this isn't really a topic, but it relates to what Joseph here is asking, is that whoever, I've been saying it for months, whoever starts week one might be the loser in this thing. Yeah. Um, you know, even according to Kyle Shanahan, there's a good chance somebody's they're going to need to play at least two, maybe three quarterbacks this year. And so whoever's playing at the end of the season, when they enter the postseason, that's the real winner out of this competition. So hopefully whoever plays quarterback can start and finish the entire season, including the playoffs. But I mean, based on history, not very likely. I wouldn't bet money on that. Yeah. Right. So to answer Joseph's question, whoever's playing at the end of the season. Yeah. Double B Studio says, what's up, dogs? What's up? Nothing that work today. What's up? Okay, next one. Do you think the Niners are rushing Brock Purdy back? I mean, it went from 
He got a second opinion. He delayed the surgery. They said if all things go well, he could be back a few weeks before week one. But there's also a scenario where he misses multiple weeks. I thought he might start the regular season on the pup list. I thought for sure he would start training camp on the pup list. And they say, nope, fully cleared today. And he's going to basically do two days on, two days off, all off season. Never throw more than two days in a row. Uh, the implication is that he's not fully recovered yet. But they um, don't want to waste any time. Do you think they're rushing him? Well, they're definitely not taking their time. <laughs> I'll tell you that much, right? That, that much we know. Four and a half months after surgery, that's unheard of. Even your best yeah. estimates wouldn't have said that. So, he, I mean, his recovery is remarkable. Hats, hats off to Brock Purdy. Uh, I hope they're not rushing him. I really do. And I hope he's not allowing himself to be rushed. Again, I think whoever starts week one might be at the disadvantage in this competition. And so mm -hmm. I think it could have benefited Brock to let Trey start and come in and be the hero towards the end of the season. Now it might go the other direction. Um, so I don't know. It feels rushed. They're definitely not taking their time. It is concerning. Uh, and it's also weird that they say he's fully cleared, but yet he still hasn't thrown at 100% yet, and he still can't play three practices in a row. So how are you fully cleared? Yeah. That's not really 100%. What does that mean? That's not 100%. Yeah. You're, when you could throw – when you can play every practice without missing and you can make every throw, then you're a hundred percent. So it, it was kind of an interesting, I, I don't, it, it's confusing still a little bit. Yeah. Um, it is the way I look at it is they want that number one seed clearly. And so they're not messing around. They want Brock back. They want him to play. Um, that being said, if he has any setback during training camp, they're going to be responsible. It's going to be obvious. Like, this was a very aggressive, that would be the word I would use to describe yeah. this new plan. Aggressive. Four and a half Four, months. In a, yeah, aggressive with, with a, an important player at an important position and a very delicate injury. So my, the next thing I think is that they're not really committed to Brock long term. Like If Brock was their franchise quarterback and they're thinking, man, this guy's 23 years old. He could be our starter until he's 35 or longer. Like, Let's be careful. They're not saying that at all. They're saying you're our starter this year. Yeah, get on the damn field now. Yeah, I mean, I think John Lynch is is all in on Brock. It seems like to me, I don't think Kyle's all in on anybody. He's gonna just play whoever gives the best chance to win. He doesn't care what your name is. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think a lot of this might be Brock feeling the need to rush himself back more than the 49ers necessarily, honestly. And which surprises me because I think Brock has a good good people around him. He's a smart guy, but four and a half months is wild to me man like it really is we're gonna have to see how it plays out but i can say this whether they're rushing or not i don't know but they're definitely not taking their time like you would expect uh you know a team to do with a franchise quarterback i got another way to, to look at this let's flip it okay is brock rushing yeah i think brock is rushing i think brock looks at it like we just talked in the last segment man i was in the right place at the right time I'm good, but I don't know how good I really am. This team is amazing. If you put Sam Darnold behind center for a month, he might look amazing too. Same with Trey. These guys haven't played with Christian McCaffrey. Well, Darnold has, but Trey hasn't played with Christian McCaffrey. Let's, I, I don't want that to happen. And as long as I'm on the field, I could probably put up 30 points less than 100% because all I got to do is check it down to Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> want to be on the field. I don't want to get forgotten and overlooked. So for that, and plus you you have Kyle sort of putting the pressure on, being like, "Yeah, we we really like Darnold. <laughs> yeah. We got him on the first day because of you. So what are you gonna do, Brock?" Yeah, I don't I don't know if Brock doubts himself. I I, don't, I would say he doesn't, but I will say that he is probably worried about Trey Lance taking over and never giving the keys back. You know, so yep. I think that's probably where the rush may come from from brock is he just wants to get out there he doesn't want to give trey an opportunity to do what he did uh to trey basically right brock took over never gave the keys back he doesn't want trey lance to go in and do the same thing uh and, and you can't blame him because that's a possibility as well whoever starts week one could possibly stay healthy for the rest of their career and never never miss another game and never give the, the next quarterback an opportunity i think that's not likely but it, it's a possibility, and so there's got to be that that bit of pressure there for Brock. 
they praised Brock today. John praised him for attacking his rehab as, as you know, vigorously and as quickly as he could. Um, kind of saying that's the expectation. Like, there's no slow playing it here. And I feel like maybe Jimmy did at times, and they resented him for it. For sure. Uh, maybe when they shouldn't have. Yeah. So I think there's like this is the expectation. Like, hey man, like you need to come back as soon as physically possible. Don't get the twelve month reconstruct repair or reconstruction. Like, get the six month repair and get on the field. And it's it's like on the one hand, I guess I get it, but it just makes me feel like he's replaceable. Like, yeah, you're you're the best guy we have right now, but they're gonna be free agents next year. There's gonna be a draft next year. Like, we may want to go in a different direction next year, and we'll talk about that a little later. But I just feel like there's a whole bunch of implied pressure on Brock from this team. And I think he gets it. And I think he's pushing himself kind of like RG3 did. You know, like, I know my knee is hurt, but I got to get back out there. I got to get back out. They also like Kirk Cousins. Let me play in this playoff game. Oh, I just hurt myself again. Oh, it's worse. Yeah. Oh, I, and this is now it's career ending. So be careful, Brock. And, and there's actually another angle to this that I don't know if we have as a topic, but this could also be a good thing for Sam and Trey because now it's actually more of a competition. If Brock would have set out towards like, you know, two, three weeks before the season started, just jumped in at that point, uh, we wouldn't see, we wouldn't be able to compare him side by side with what Trey Lance and Sam Donald are doing. And now we're going to be able to, uh, the fans, the media, the coaches, the players, they're all going to be able to see, okay, how does Brock look versus how does Trey look? How does Sam look? Um, so I don't know if that's necessarily a good Let's thing. Let's talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about that. So last year, Brock Purdy, basically didn't do anything in training camp. He was a third-string quarterback. So the way it works is, let's say there's like 11 on 11s. The uh, first string, the starters, they'll get say six plays in a row, five, six, seven plays in a row. Mm-hmm. And the backups will come on, and they'll get five, six, seven plays in a row. And then third-stringers will come on, they'll get two or three plays. So he'd get six, eight throws a day, maybe yeah. 10. He wasn't doing much. He was playing with rookies, going against rookies. And, I mean, no one was even looking at him, essentially. Like, uh, Larry was, to Larry's credit. But, like, most people weren't freaking looking at him. They were looking at Trey. And so now, you all eyes are on you, Brock. And and against the one. you're going against the best defense in the league. Yeah, uh, It didn't go, go well for Jimmy with this supporting cast. It didn't go well for Trey with this supporting cast. Maybe it'll go better for you. And if it does, we'll all give you credit. But this is a yeah. different test. Yeah. And, and tomorrow you're going to be there. Brock won't be playing tomorrow. It'll be Trey or Sam with the ones or a combination. Um, but then the day after, I mean, Brock's going to be out there with the ones going against the number one defense in the NFL and the fans, the media, uh, the coaches, the players, they'll be able to see, okay, how does Brock look against the ones and coming off this injury four and a half months later, that's a tough, a tough task. So in, in a way it could be better for Trey and and Sam Darnold uh, that that everyone gets to see that play out. I think it's fair too. Like if you're going to anoint Brock and make him the starting quarterback because of what he did down the stretch on a team that was already on a winning streak, they were on a four game winning streak before he took over. Um, make him. I mean, see what he does in training camp. Like you've seen Trey, you've seen Jimmy. Is Brock really better? under the same circumstances in the same setting against the same defense and those guys. Cause if he's not, maybe that says something about those eight games that you saw because Jimmy's had great eight game stretches too, but you judged him harshly on practice. You've judged Trey a hundred percent based on practice. Now Brock gets a taste of that medicine. See how he stands up to it. Yeah. And also I believe Kyle said in the press conference that preseason games are going to mean a little bit more this year than they have in the past. So that's going to be another test for Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Another opportunity for the guys that are behind Brock Purdy right now. It's a little different when you're the seventh round, uh, what is it called, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. No pressure. Now you're just the starting goal. quarterback. Now you're starting now you're, quarterback. Yeah, now you're starting quarterback. Yeah. You got two third, third overall picks. Highly talented guys behind you coming for your spot. It's a whole different role. And we're going to see how Brock Purdy handles it coming off the UCL injury four and a half months later. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wave 9 says Vegas knows Trey is playing, hence the odds. Diego V says, should the Niners sign Zach Martin? They won't, so it's not even worth talking about. But, like, um, (laughs) you take Burford's spot. I think the Niners, uh, like last year, if you look at when Gibson signed, 
the Niners are just kind of waiting to see what plays out. And they're going to sign somebody. You know, they signed Gibson very late in, the, in training yeah. camp. So they're going to do that again. We'll see who it is. I kind of like Burford and Banks. I feel like those are two ascending young uh, offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. I think they need a right tackle. I think yeah. I feel like McKivitz is a good, a decent guard. They don't have – they have one tackle on the freaking team, and he's great. Like, they could use a second tackle is how I feel about the 49ers. I think the best right tackle on the team is uh, a guy who's never played the position, John Feliciano. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Ink Talk TV says, I don't know why the Purdy people thought he was exempt from this competition. Happy birthday, Ryan G. Happy birthday. I, I wish it's you, but I wanted to say it again. It's Ryan's birthday, so you Thank guys you. should all pay homage. What's up, Ink Talk? <laughs> Appreciate uh, it. Wave 9 says, Lynch, every time Kyle mentions Trey, he hates it. <laughs> Got to check it out. Lynch, yeah. every time Kyle mentions Trey. Yeah, I don't think he wants – he just doesn't like the Trey thing. It is interesting body language. Uh, I was watching during that conference today. Yeah. Adam says, did y'all see the interview Ayuk did with Sherm? No. I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it yet. I want to. I haven't know. seen it yet. I'll check it out. Trey Niner says, they have to figure out this quarterback thing in training camp, start Trey week one and two. To see if he's the future, and then we move on. We can't stay in limbo. You always can stay in limbo. That's what limbo is. Sometimes <laughs> you get stuck. But yeah, I'm with you. Mark Mick says, "How can Trey lose his job to injury? He really looks worse than Brock in practice. What you th- see out there, Grant? Stop running Trey like RG3. Please give him the Jimmy G playbook. We'll see tomorrow. Yeah, Trey will get the first reps tomorrow. Brock will come in the day after. I have no words. Says Isaiah Gill. Let me say Trey, <laughs> Trey area." <laughs> <laughs> Mike Monahan says Brock wants to start, but only if he earned it. Uh, nothing given, everything earned. He's not rushing anything. He's healthy. Fair enough. Fair enough, Mike. Hey, I like Brock too. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering about, but that's fair. I hope he yeah. is, man. I hope that's true. Dar- Darnay Harvey says, is it just me or did John seem more excited about Brock being cleared than Kyle did? I would agree. Yeah. You watched the body language. He was definitely pumped on it. Wanted to speak a lot about Brock. John was like, bless him. Yeah. He's like, oh, shucks. He's just the greatest kid right. ever. I mean, he's, he even did this well. It's like, I, what can he do? And so I was like, so is he going to be getting the, all the first team string reps? And Kyle's like, when he's out there. He's not going to be out there all the time. Like, right? Like, all of a sudden right. pushing the brakes. Yep. Yeah. Good, good stuff, Darnay. Silky Smooth Smithers says maybe Brock is being pressured by his agent. Perhaps. I don't know if, don't know if he needs to do that. I think what Brock put on film last year would would last. Right. Like, honestly, by going early, it can honestly it, it, it can only hurt him. It, it really can't help him unless he just comes out and ball. But he's going to lose at some point. He's undefeated as of right now. He could have stayed that way for a few weeks and got himself back into the swing of things before he went out there. So I don't think his agent would have pressured. No, my egotistic aura says Trey's Mr. Relevant now. Purdy to the future. Purdy to the future. I like it. Game time says Larry's going to have a field day pickle in a pig. <laughs> Go for good Larry. Uh, good for Larry. MD 2020 says John Lynch gave a million people a shout out to who helped Brock recover, but has he ever gave any credit to his number three pick, Trey Lance, and the people that helped him get back on track? What's the deal? That's a good point. I feel like Lynch is kind of caught in the open with this one. Like his preference is so clear, and I think Kyle's trying his best to like not do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We agree with you, MD. Wave 9 says, Grant, do you think they will manufacture Brock looking good in camp, give him easy throws and stuff? Uh, if they try, I'll let you know. I'll give you the context. I can't wait to see what this looks like. I'm highly skeptical. This seems like a horrible idea. They went up there today and they were like, like look, you know this Mr. Relevant from last year? He's not your ordinary human being, okay? He's <laughs> an alien. He's a superhuman. He's kind of like, have you ever seen X-Men? He's an X-Men. He's a mutant, and he came back faster, and I know he looks like just a regular guy, but that's part of his disguise, and he's special. And we're like, okay, or you're rushing him. One of those two. One of the two, alien mutant, or he's, you're rushing him. You think, and everyone's you like, think yeah, he's a mutant. Defense makes, tra- makes Brock throw deep. You think that's the game plan in practice? We'll see what Steve Wilkes does to him, how no. much cover one he plays. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, Frank... Tom Ocean says, you would think Lynch would want Trey to succeed, given Lynch's track record of horrible first round. <laughs> unless, unless that wasn't his pick. Unless that unless, was someone yeah. else's pick. I, I don't think it was his. Addy G says, did Trey have a wobble during his pro day? Maybe the broken finger affected his throw. Maybe. I don't know. 
I don't know. I wasn't there. Niners daddy says, when in the presser, why in the presser does it look like Lynch and the Niners are so sour on Lance? Didn't they trade three first round picks to draft Lance? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, no one questions them about it. Okay, you like Brock Purdy better and you're down on Lance. Dude, you just drafted Lance with your first round pick three months ago. You yeah. did, like, he's your first round pick this year. Mm-hmm. And if you hadn't spent three, if you say he sucks and he's just not. You didn't get anything for those picks. If you had spent those, you could have had Panay Sewell. You could have had Jamar Chase. You could have had a Super Bowl ring. And like one way or another, you should be held accountable for this, and it should be something that's not swept under the rug. And yet everyone that was down there today was like, it's Brock Purdy Day. Like, okay, I guess. Let's not hold them accountable at all. Let's just cheerlead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I Sorry, think I'm they're trying to pissed. build up. Brock Purdy as that guy. And so they're trying to downplay Trey Lance stuff in public because of that. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to work, to be honest with you. I think the cream always rises to the top. And maybe Trey Lance isn't going to be the guy this year. But I don't see why he won't be good eventually. May or may not be for the 49ers. Um, but I think they're trying to hold off something that might be inevitable, if I'm being 100% honest here. Yep. Um, Muweed says Brock's going to have TJ Watt coming for his head game one. Yeah, that's the NFL, man. That's a tough game one he's got ahead of him. Yeah. Yep. I don't know, man. I feel like he's being put in a real tough situation. They're like, look, dude, we like you, we like you, we like you, but um, you need to get your ass on the field and play and keep up the good work. Otherwise, we're going to keep our options open. Sorry. But yeah, we like you. You're a great yeah. guy. But Kirk Cousins is going to be available next year. So Adam says the interview came out yesterday and Sherm said that the 2019 season Debo's rookie year at the end of practice, the Niners made Debo run miles around the field wearing a trash bag to cut weight. I actually think I heard that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think that was a Wes Welker thing. I think that Wes Welker made him do that. Wes Welker didn't that take the pass. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it works, but I've done it. That's intense. All right. Yeah. Some people have alluded to it in the chat so far, but. There were no questions about Trey Lance. I asked two. Kyle Shanley answered both of them, and his answers were, I thought lukewarm. First question was, who put did, – did, did you put Trey Lance in contact with Jeff Christensen? Was that your idea, or did he find Jeff Christensen on his own? And he said, oh, that was all Trey. Uh, you know, we, we don't, we're not responsible for who these quarterbacks work with in the offseason, which is weird because I thought he was responsible for having Trey work out with John Beck before the draft. So that – didn't compute so that was strange because i know that the niners in the past have told trey to work with certain guys and seemed like they weren't getting results and now trey found his own guy and that guy's getting results and kyle's like oh yeah well we 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 never involved with that okay that's interesting and then the next question was well are you pleased with the work that trey did with jeff christensen like do you see a difference and again kyle's like yeah the difference is he's healthy maybe his footwork a little bit but frankly and no disrespect to jeff christensen what he said but like all these quarterbacks go to these coaches, like basically downplayed it big time. And the way I looked at it was Jeff Christensen is kind of an opportunist right now. I like Jeff and he, he's getting very rich and famous potentially off of Kyle's blunder. He's like, Oh, you can't, you, Oh, you can't coach Trey Lance. Oh, I can do in 45 days. what you couldn't do in two years mm-hmm. and he's getting results. We all see it in the, in the video. And Kyle's like, yeah, screw this guy. So I, I think what he did was basically take a huge public shot at Jeff Christensen, and he didn't have anything nice to say about Trey, which boggles my freaking mind. What did you think about Kyle's answers? Well, for one, I think if I'm a head coach of the 49ers, I am going to recommend somebody for my quarterback to go work with because I'm going to care about his improvement and his development. So off top, I'm definitely going to be recommending somebody I'm not going to do that. Go do whatever you guys want. You know, see you next year. I'm not going to do that. For two, it seems more like he's downplaying Jeff Christensen's work more than uh, Trey Lance's development, right? It seems like he will. You know, if Trey Lance does great, he doesn't want it to be Jeff Christensen who got him to that point, right? He wants it to be Kyle Shanahan and Brian Greasy who got him to that point. So I think that's more of what it was about to me. Um, But I think it is – he definitely should be recommending – uh, he should be giving recommendations to all his players. This is what you should do in the off season. This is who you should go see to work with. That should be part of what you do. I mean, I did it even at the high school level. We, after the season's over, I give evaluations for all my players and I tell them where they should go and what they should do. Yeah. And it would be surprising if that he's not doing the same thing at, at, in the pro level. 
Kyle likes to think a few moves ahead because he's a play caller. I think he knew where I was going with that. So I was trying to set him up. Uh -huh. like, did you did you I know he didn't. I know he didn't recommend Jeff Christensen. I want to get on the record. Did you recommend Jeff Christensen? No, we don't recommend any of them. Uh yes, you do. And right. so what I was gonna say is so you like the work he did with Jeff Christensen. You recommended him work someone else before. How come you didn't think of Jeff Christensen two years ago? How come you wasted the first two years of Trey Lance's development with the wrong coaches, teaching the wrong things, and he had to figure this out on his own year three? Because that's what I think is happening here. That's where I was trying to set him up, and he was like, no, 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 no. We don't pick these coaches, and Jeff isn't that good, and Trey is all about Brock. Don't even try it. Like, all right, man, because that's the way it looks like to me. It looks like you botched the first two years of Trey Lance's development, sending him to the wrong coaches, getting him hurt, playing running back. Now, thanks to Jimmy Garoppolo or God knows who, Trey Lance found the right coach, could have been coached in the last two years, could have been way different. You know what's funny? I really noticed with this fan base, with the team, with Kyle – is we're very fickle, right? Like people ch change their stance so quickly. All it's going to take is for Trey Lance to get an opportunity, ball out for three games, and the whole narrative is going to change. Kyle's going to be building up Trey, not going to talk about Brock very much. So there's a lot to be played out this season. I wouldn't buy into too much of what's going on with the Brock hype or the, the Trey lukewarmness. Let's see how the season plays out because by the end of the season, for all we know, Brandon Allen could win the freaking Super Bowl or, or who knows, right? And everybody's narrative is going to change just like it did last year three times, right? We had Trey, then we had freaking Jimmy, and then Brock, and then who knows what it's going to go like this year. I mean, part of me felt when Josh Johnson was on the field in the NFC Championship before he fumbled the snap, part of me felt like, man, Josh Johnson's going to be the guy who wins the Super Bowl this year. It's going to be that year, isn't it? But it wasn't. Kyle I almost thought that. that. Kyle said that he today said that. on that Kawakami thing that he yeah. still thought they were going to win the game when Josh went out there. Well, he did keep calling plays like he thought there was no difference. I mean, it was a very aggressive play calling after that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't like Kyle's answers about Trey. Maybe it was just because I was asking the questions. Maybe yeah. you need Tim Kawakami to ask the questions. Yeah. 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 All right. I would love to hear a one-on-one -on -one so, with Grant and Kyle Shanahan like Tim got. That would be nice. I think he actually would give me one. I should reach out. You should do that. Uh, I should. Who will the Niners starting quarterback be in 2024? It's Brock Purdy now. But I don't necessarily know that that means it'll be Brock Purdy. Then Kirk Cousins will be available. I mean, yeah. all kind of quarterbacks could be available. People in the draft. What do you think? What are the odds that Brock Purdy starting week one next year? Uh, I mean, if I'm being real, I don't think it's going to be Brock. Uh, I, I think it's it'll be Brock. Honestly, man, here's what I think. I, if we're just putting it all out here, I think Trey yeah. has the high ceiling. I've been said that. I think mm -hmm. at some point this season, he's going to get an opportunity to play and he's going to capitalize on it. And I think Trey Lance will be the quarterback next mm. year. Yeah. That's how I feel. That'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting if Brock Purdy starts the season, plays well, gets injured, Trey comes in, plays well, maybe even better. Who knows? And you know, takes them into the playoffs, maybe wins. Who knows? Do they pick up that fifth-year option? Like, what do they do? That'd be very interesting. They might do that Jordan Love situation, right, where they kind of renegotiate uh, like they did with Jordan Love, <laughs> made it a little bit team-friendly because they don't have a big enough sample size to give them that true fifth-year option. So I could see that happening uh, for Trey Lance. I don't think Brock's going anywhere regardless um, because I think for Brock's salary – He's the, probably the best quarterback you're going to get at that salary. So I think Brock's going to be here through the length of his contract regardless. Um, but I, I, if I had to predict, I think the cream always rises to the top, and I think that's Trey Lance. So I think he will get an opportunity based on history, and I think he's going to at some point surpass what Brock Purdy is able to do. I think he's going to wow people at some point. I just believe that. I think Kirk Cousins is going to be the starting quarterback of the 49ers <laughs> in 2024. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't. I I watched that that quarterback. I think this was going to happen. I yeah. think right now, based on what we've seen for Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, right now Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback the 49ers yeah. would have had since at least Jeff Garcia, probably Steve Young. I think the 49ers could have won a Super Bowl in 2019 with Kirk Cousins. I would not be mad at all if Kirk Cousins is our quarterback next year. Unless Trey I think that's phenomenal. 
Then yeah, I would- but I, I just don't feel like they're putting Trey – like, Brock and Trey are in a tough position. Brock's had no offseason. They're rushing him back out. Like, hey, have a training camp. Like, yeah, okay, I'm not fully recovered yet. Yeah, you are. We're fully cleared. Okay, thanks. And then Trey, they're like, hey, you know all those reps you thought you were going to get this offseason? Forget them. They're gone. Like, yeah. okay, like, I, I, don't, I don't really feel like they're putting anyone in a position to put their best foot forward. And if things – go the way they've been going where there's injury after injury after injury and Kirk Cousins has another nine and eight season where he plays all 17 games. Yeah. They're bringing Kirk next year. Dude, Kyle Shannon literally said today, let me get the quote. He literally said today that he is, where's it at? I still don't know that what the right answer is. (laughs) Brandon Allen. It's Brandon Allen. Today. He doesn't know. So like I tell him he's telling you I don't know like I don't know if, if I should start Brock Purdy I don't know if I should start Trey Lance I don't know if I should sign Kirk Cousins next year he doesn't know it, it's who the hell knows what's gonna happen yeah Kyle doesn't um <laughs> I don't think he yeah, yeah that's a good point yeah. um we the faithful says watching the press conference a little interesting they wanted Debo and Camp to negotiate his contract but it's okay for Bosa to not be in the building and negotiate little too much favoritism in my opinion that's, I didn't really put that together. I think they felt like they had more um, leverage over Debo. They want everyone in the building. But Bosa's doing what he can get away with. Bosa's the defense. I mean, Lynch said it today. Like, you'd think having such a great player would make it more simple, but not always. Like, the Niners like to win contract negotiations. You don't beat Bosa. You just give them the most that you can. Yeah. Isn't this what happened with Debo, though? It's essentially the only difference is Debo was requesting a trade throughout the process but i you know i i feel like monday it'll all be worked out and he'll be there like i don't think this is going to be a long-term issue when it comes to nick bosa i would be surprised yeah and also yeah i don't think yeah if i'm nick bosa i'm not practicing until you pay me so i don't blame either either one yeah i think it's in the organizations well we'll talk about bosa in a minute um drewish guy says if kyle shannon starts brock purdy do you think he could finally win the rushing title this year who Brock? <laughs> the Niners? Kyle? I don't know. Yeah. Maxime Laflame says, but Grant, if you hold them accountable for the Trey situation, how are you supposed to get a one-on-one podcast interview after that? That's the thing. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to owe them anything. I like being impartial. But yeah. I feel like I at this point, like Kyle knows me and would understand that I'm not going to change because he gave me an interview and we could do it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I should talk to him. I think now's the time. Yeah. Obi-Wan, five bucks. Thank you, Mark. Says first drive of the game, you think they blocked TJ Watt with the fifth tight end? Please stop, Kyle, in the Cartman voice. Cap, let Trey cook while Brock heals. He's fully cleared. What are you talking about? <laughs> 18 Wheels of Steel says NFL stands for not for long. I want to see how people view Brock when he starts losing. Just a matter of time. Jimmy was undefeated also until he wasn't. That's the thing. Like Jimmy and Brock don't have these great skill sets. So it's all about the wins. Once the wins dry up, it's like, oh, he's. He's just this is this is the time of year where I'm most optimistic about the 49ers, and I am very optimistic. But this year's schedule, if you take into consideration the travel, they're facing like four teams coming off their bye week. This is going to be – they could be a better 49ers team and lose more games this year. And, in fact, that's kind of what I anticipate happens. Yep, I can see that. Um, Ink Talk TV says Trey comes in, never turns back, early wins – and never gets hurt, and we see a big arm in big games and shocks the world watch. You must have a lot of faith in Colt McKivitz. I don't know. <laughs> Obi-Wan Riziki says, how many Super Bowls will Mahomes Reed have by the time Kyle's Super Bowl window closes? I'm waiting, if, I'm waiting for it to open. I know that sounds crazy, but until you have a quarterback, it's not open. And so maybe that'll happen this year. Maybe one of these guys will emerge as that guy. But I, I don't even know if it's open yet, to be honest. It's, it's closing for guys like Trent Williams. But is it really open until you have your quarterback position nailed down? I'm not sure. I don't know. Jewish guy says it's not flashy, but will you keep an eye on Poe Fisher and report on it? Yeah, I'm definitely very focused on the offensive line. I'm going to do my best to look at that. Jewish guy, because Kyle, because he rushes players back. He does rush players back. a habit of that. (laughs) Did it with Jimmy. Adam, any chance they trade Mitchell before the season? And if so, what could they get in return? It's possible. They traded like Jeff Wilson under the fourth, maybe. Fourth? Will they get for Wilson a fifth? Is it worth it? Would you rather have a fourth? I, I would just keep uh, Mitchell 
Don't make yeah. yourself better. Don't make yourself worse this year so you can be better next year. Win yeah. the fucking Super Bowl this year. How about, sorry, how about that? I think TD, that, that what you need to watch is TD, TDP and LeBorn. Uh, that's going to be the yeah. battle, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And do they even need four tailbacks? I mean, you're going to give all the carries to Christian. Stop lying. Like you're going to use a freaking rotation. You know you're not. You're going to give yeah. all the carries to Christian McCaffrey until he physically can't do it anymore. So what do you need four tailbacks for? That's true. Yeah. Keep another tight end. Keep another yeah. wide receiver. Yeah. All right. Nick Bosa holding out, not even in, in town. Kind of a big middle finger to the Niners like, uh, give F me my money. F you. F you. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. You want to negotiate? Yeah. F you pay me. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it goes when you win the defensive player of the year and you're a Bosa. Should should the Niners be concerned? Should fans be concerned? Or is Bosa just flexing a little bit before this works out? I mean, what are they going to do? Not sign him? Like, they're, they're going to do it. <laughs> so it's yeah. just, it's just they're, they're working out the kinks. I Honestly, like I said, I think Monday on the 31st, this will all be done. And he'll be out there on the practice. I'm not worried about it. I don't think the 49ers are. I think they're just, you know, fine-tuning the details. They, they know what they got to pay him. So it, I think it's just... You know, hammering out the contract, uh, probably on a lot of the little things more than anything. Sorry, spam. It was, spam. It was a robo caller. Yeah, no, oh. I, I don't think. Yeah, I feel like yeah. the, the it was almost kind of like desperation from the Niners today, being like, we don't want to talk about this publicly, but it's almost like, yeah, I mean, fans be upset that Nick Bosa isn't here. Like, no, no one's going to be mad at Nick Bosa for not being here. They're getting mad at you for not getting this done. Everyone's like, you had seven months to get this done. You know what the numbers are going to be. You know he's not going to settle for less. Get it done. I think the pressure's on them. They're trying to put it on him, but the pressure's on them. If there's one guy I'm not worried about being at practice, it's Nick Bosa. Like The guy's always in phenomenal shape. I'm not, I have no concerns about Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa can show up a, a week before a game start, and I'll be cool with it. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Yeah. All right. Here's the other info. Debo Samuel apparently back in shape. Mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan. Well, Debo talked about it. Yeah. I talked about it last year and said this dude's overweight. Mm -hmm. uh, he he didn't want to talk about it during the time. No one admitted it then, but now he was like, "Yeah, I was overweight and I wasn't. I was trash." Kyle's like, he was trash. He just wasn't one of the best players in the league. But now he sends me all kind of shirtless pictures, and I'm impressed. Was what he said, like sort of, kind of. Uh, yeah. So apparently Debo's back. Yeah. Are you? What do you think? I'm excited, man. I posted about it yesterday. To me, he looks like he's in phenomenal shape. I can't really remember what he looked like, you know, two years ago necessarily, but I can say he looks way better than he did last year. And so I'm excited. I mean, there's a, I'm actually really optimistic. It's the time of year where I get really optimistic, and that's how I feel right now. And part of the reason is because I, the way you see Debo, like Brandon Ayuk is in a contract year. We know how Brandon Ayuk is going to come out. And now you see – Debo taking accountability and getting in shape coming into the season. He looks great, man. And if Debo is the same guy from two years ago and we got Brandon Ayuk, who is reaching his peak, the 49ers wide receivers could be better than ever this year. So I'm very optimistic. He looked great. I think your quality control is definitely working when it comes to Debo. I'm not done with Debo. <laughs> okay. Like right. you've had some good reviews. You look like you're in shape, but it that 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 ain't enough. Because I feel like Debo gets this status as being one of the best athletes in the world. And I don't think I think he's demonstrated that he can be, but I don't think he is because I think he was for one year. And in 2021, he was one of the best athletes in the world, regardless of sport. But that was one year of his life. I'd like to see him do it again. And like, yeah, you're in shape now. Like, this is it's a marathon, baby. You're just getting started. What are you gonna do this year, man? I know you can. We all know you can. But as far as I'm concerned, you're a guy who's actually done it once. Mm -hmm. Let's see if you can go for two. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Would I bet on him to go for two this year. I don't know. Maybe. I, I think statistically, it's going to be hard to repeat that year that he had in 2021. But I think he could play like the Debo we saw in 2021. I think it's especially going to be statistically hard, not just because it was kind of like an anomaly season for the guy, but now you got CMC as a factor. You got Brandon Ayuk emerging as a factor. So uh, it's going to be harder for him to get those statistical numbers, but I think he's going to be in great shape and he's hungry. He's hungry again. Uh, even after getting paid, I feel like he's hungry again because he kind of <laughs> soured his reputation. 
So I'm actually I, I'm, I'm positive right now on Debo Samuel. Maybe I'm biased because Debo Samuel blocked me on Twitter and basically <laughs> doesn't answer my questions. And Brandon Ayuk doesn't answer, does answer my questions. And I happen to go out to dinner with his mom in Green Bay before the playoff game a couple years ago because we happen to be staying at the same hotel. And she's a really nice lady, and I feel like I know their family, and I just really admire Brandon Ayuk because he punched uh, Fred Warner in the face during practice and stood up for yeah. the whole – I just really admire Brandon. I feel like he's put up with a bunch of Kyle's crap and said nothing about it. And yeah. so what I – it's like Debo gets – Debo's like – King David from the I'm a I'm a big Old Testament guy. Like the, D, King David did so many morally questionable things, and God was just like, I love this guy. He's the greatest. He's the king of my he's fucking great. And like that's D. Like meanwhile, meanwhile, Ayuk is like Moses, and he's like does so much for God, and God's like, if you freaking look at me <laughs> like that again, I'm not letting you go in the prop. Like I don't know what it is, but Ayuk looks at Kyle a certain way or doesn't block a certain way on a certain play, and it's like, all right, well, we're not calling your number again until until next week. Whereas Debo has one great ear, and they talk about him like he's Bo Jackson or something. Like, I, I don't know. It seems to me like Brandon is a much more consistent pro than Debo, who might be more gifted, but he's also I don't know. That picks that, that I, bugs think, me. I think as a Debo isn't held accountable. No one holds him accountable. He holds himself accountable. So I think as a coach, I've seen situations like this where, like, from the outside in, it looks like you're treating guys different. And it's because you are. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's because it, that's what it requires for that personality, right? Yeah. Brandon Ayuk yeah. don't give a shit, right? I don't know. Did you see? I love Brandon Ayuk. Did you see what he said on his Instagram story? He said, no. I, I don't know. They're Yeah, if you're wearing a white jersey, it's, it's F you. Talk, talking about the defense. Yeah, he posted that on Instagram. Then uh, Diamador Lenore said, this guy, dude. came back said, we're not worried about y'all or something like that. <laughs> so I, I love Brandon Ayuk, man. He's, yep. he's he's probably one of my favorite players on the offense, if not my For favorite sure. player on the offense. Um, but, yeah, they're different personalities, right? You can treat Brandon Ayuk a certain way and get results. Then you have you kind of have to, like, baby De Debo a little bit. With I, his think so. I think yeah. so. I think so. They, yeah. they give Brandon all kind of tough love that Debo does not get. With Brandon, it's like, man, he's come a long way. Like, yeah. in what way specifically? Oh, we don't want to talk about it. But, boy, he's done so much maturing. Whereas Debo, he's just perfect. And, yeah, he's, a, he's about 10 pounds overweight sometimes. But when he's not, wow. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. I I, if I were Brandon, I'd be pissed, man. Like, what? <laughs> what? I, yeah. I'm always in the greatest shape. And you never call my number. It's it's different personalities require different like the way you deal with them the way you motivate yeah. them. I think you know Debo's that kind of guy. You need to like be complimentary of them and encourage them and not be too confrontational. Where Brandon Ayuk is the kind of player who I like coaching, where you just tell him straight up, call him out, and he'll respond. You know, so I think that's what yeah. it mostly is. Um, Adam says, any chance they trade? Nope. Obi Wan Raziki says, what week will Darnold start? You know he will. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, hey, Sam Darnold might play better than ever for the 49ers. I'm going to root for him if he's out there. Um, he should play better than ever for the 49ers in this offense with these weapons. Um, I just hope he doesn't play. I hope it's either Brock or Trey all year. I don't think he's going to start this year. He might come in in relief. Would you trade Bosa or Hunter uh, for Hunter and Cousins? Hunter and, and Cousins. To Neil Hunter. No, uh, cousins. No, I would trade him like for thirty-five, man. No, I would trade him for Herbert. Did you see that money that Herbert just got paid today? No, like two hundred fifty-six million dollar contract for Justin Herbert today. Nice. So that concerns me a little bit. I trade him for one of the top five guys, but I don't know about cousins. Sirs eleven says we better win the Super Bowl. I bet twenty-five hundred on us. Kissing yeah. goodbye, and it's gone. <laughs> don't say, don't say and it's gone. That's a lot of loot, man. That's a lot of loot. I hope we win. Official BNA Music 88 says they can't run the media guilt trip tactics like leaking numbers uh, or framing Bosa as selfish like usual. They knew since year one he was going to call it. That's a good point. They can't run the media guilt trip tactics like leaking numbers or framing Bosa as selfish like usual. Yeah, why can't they do that, official BNA Music? What, what is it about Bosa that makes the media not be able to target him like that? <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? That's true. Brian says... I know it's a year from now, but with all these huge contracts, who's getting traded next year? Debo, if he doesn't fulfill all the promise that he's – all the think, hope and expectations. I think Debo is a, a lot – there's a big possibility he gets traded. If, if Brandon Knight balls out and Debo doesn't repeat 
his performance from two years ago, you could see Debo being traded. Could be Kittle, could be Armstead. Those guys are yeah. getting older. Yeah. Mark says Brock Purdy stats, quarterback ratings, play action pass 130, first in the NFL, in rhythm passing 130 in the NFL, uh, first in the NFL, passer rating with pre-snap shifts 118, first in the NFL, passing outside the numbers 112, first in the NFL. Those are no. very impressive stats. I can give you I can give you five that he's in the bottom, Mark. So I mean, I understand that he has some good statistics there, but he also has some bad ones. So, you know, you can post the good ones if you just want to focus on that, that's fine. But there is more context than just these particular stats that you pulled out. Hold on. Let me get the his split stats real quick because there's one more. He, he mentioned the play-action passing, which is important. Like He is a very good play-action passer. He can roll him left. You can roll him right. You can do a lot with him. But what's about non-play-action? Non-play-action last year, he was worse. I mean, his quarterback rating, what, what would they say? Well, I, he has different numbers because I'm looking at pro football reference. He has him at 115 quarterback rating play-action. I'd like to know what was his quarterback. If it was 130, with play action without play action it must have been like 90 something i'm getting the feeling that as a straight shotgun drop back passer maybe jimmy's better than brock brock uh, that's, that's what i've been saying that's if, what i would say if, yeah. if there's a if there's a like a quick route first read if you're quick if your quick first read is open jimmy's better he's more accurate he's going to get it out quicker if it's not open then i lean towards brock yeah yeah um Papa Phil says, I looked at every game last year. Debo was not bad at all. He rushed himself back from injury. He is the only player that can score anytime he touches the ball as he shoots out. Thanks, Papa Phil. I like when people say I looked at every game last year. We all did. We all watched him. We all did. But I like that you were encouraged. Debo disagrees. Uh, Debo WB Studio says one player will be traded next year because Niners can't pay everyone. I think it'll be Debo or Kittle. Yeah, I feel like if you keep Ayuk and you have McCaffrey – then either Debo or Kittle is going to be the fourth option on a run first team, and it's not going to be Debo. So yeah, Kittle. I don't know. It could be Kittle. I hope that's not the blockers. I hope it's not Ayuk. That would be if we lose Ayuk. I don't know who. I mean, we better have a replacement because there's nobody else right now on the team that can do what Ayuk does. The coach with the uh, extended biblical metaphor. If David is, if Debo is David, then B.A. is Saul who forced David into hiding because he thought he wasn't worthy of his throne. Thank you, coach. Thank you. I, I had to take it to Moses and stuff. But yeah, I mean, David was his favorite son. David did some questionable stuff. I'm, I'm took that love. lady's wife. <laughs> he took that lady's wife, put him, put him on the front line of the, the battle. I was like, hey, good luck, buddy. Oh, you're dead? Oh, she's my wife now. Yeah, look it up. He did that. David. I forget the lady's name. Mark <laughs> Yeah, yeah, people people talk about that. Mark says, uh, maybe Ayuk needs to send some more shirtless pics to Kyle like Debo does. Wow. Had to be said. Had to be said. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, you walk right into it. Mark says, Jimmy passes on first read or he gets intercepted. Okay, well, let's see. It'll be interesting. Like, who has a better year this year, uh, Jimmy or Brock? Who stays healthy? It'll be interesting. They're both going to be playing. Oh, I'm going to be watching a lot of Raiders football this year to see Jimmy play. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Drops with Monza says dead cap hit on Debo is too high. Niners are estimated under the cap. Only players with low or no dead money will be moved. Juice, Armstead, Greenlaw, GK. He just Armstead. Monza just dropped Armstead. Yeah. Watch Armstead. Yeah, he did. Did you hear BA on the Rich Sherman pod? Haven't yet, Jewish guy. Didn't you ask me that? Someone did. Last topic that we got to bounce. This was interesting. Talanoa Hufunga is sort of like the new spokesman of the secondary. Jimmy Ward's gone. Um, not to say that he's the best player in the secondary, although he might be. He's all pro. And they brought him out first among the defensive players today, which kind of, I think, indicates. Anyway, he was, asking, he was talking about Jair Brown, who apparently had a bunch of interceptions in OTAs when the media wasn't around. Hmm. And he was asked, Talano, like, what, what sticks out to you about Jair Brown? And he said something that caught my attention. He said he's really rangy, very rangy. Which I wouldn't have thought. He ran a four six five, but then I looked. He ran a four five eight at his pro day. Yeah, and there are some very famous ball hawking center fielder free safeties that ran a four five eight. And I looked it up. Ed Reed ran a four five eight, almost the same exact build, about 5'11", 200 pounds. I'm not saying this dude's Ed Reed, but just listening to Talano Hufunga talk about him and sort of doing my own research. I think it's. I think this guy's going to start like right away and be a big freaking addition to this team, Jair Brown. I, yeah, man. I, I, after we drafted him, I, I honestly don't follow a lot of college football. I'm I'm too busy to do that. But after we drafted him, I went back and watched his tape, 
and that's my immediate thought was this guy's going to be a 49er for the next 10 years. He's a franchise type player. And that is one of the rookies, probably the only rookie besides Mooney who actually has his chance to start. I think it might be tough to beat out Gibson, but if he's really a ball hawk like that, they're not going to keep him off the field. And I think, Part of it is Wilkes was involved with the drafting of Jair Brown. He's not involved with bringing Gibson in. So if he says something in Brown that he likes, would not surprise me if he's uh, a week one starter. It just like Talano is an all pro. Talano yeah. is a really good player. And he was talking about Jair Brown, who's never played a game in the NFL with admiration. Like this guy's, this guy's got range. This guy's good. <laughs> And you got to remember, I'm sure the Niners had a higher draft grade on Brown than Hafunga. They like Hafunga. They made him a, you know, they, they had a package of plays. They had him starting games as a rookie. They had him starting as a second year. But, like, Brown, they traded up for Brown on day two. So, yeah. if he's good, I, I like, thank you to Sean Gibson. But this is the future and the present. He's starting. And, I like, when people talk about, like, I want to see what Drake Jackson does this year. Yeah, I, I want to see what Drake Jackson does this year. But I think this guy is going to be the new addition to the defense that's, like, a big impact player. Jair. They call him Tig. Tig. It's good to know. Tig. Yeah. I would not be surprised, man. I honestly, like, I know that we, you know, you and I are critical of the 49ers when we see a reason to be. Right now, it's very early. It's the end of July, right? Like, so right now, my optimism is through the roof. And I, there's a lot of reason to be very optimistic about this team. I could easily see this defense being better than last year. I could see the offense being better than last year. It's just about whether Brock or Trey is going to emerge as a, a real top tight quarterback and is Colton McKivitz going to be able to do his thing over there. If they can, if those questions can be answered positively, nor, Niners could have a really good season. And with the schedule, with the travel, they may have a worse record, but all they got to do is make the playoffs uh, and get hot at the right time. And this tough, tough schedule at, might actually prepare them better for the postseason this coming year. So I'm optimistic and guys like, Tig Brown uh, are part of the reason. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I think Talano is a very interesting person. I love just him. listening to him. I like him a lot. He's yeah. um, he's a typical DB. Like he'll kill, kill you on the, on the field, but yeah. in the interview room, he's so, he's like got this great charming smile and he smiles with his eyes and he faces you and he's yeah. very like calm and quiet and agreeable and it'll kill you. I love DBs so much. It's, it's that them. Polynesian man. I got a ton of relatives that are Polynesian. They're like they're like teddy bears, man. But mm -hmm. they will break you in half if they have to, you know. Uh, yep. So yeah, man. Yeah, I, I love Huff. Yeah, he's yep. He's awesome, man. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a leader on this team. I th him and Brown could. I think he is like, right now. Yeah, it feels like the leaders in the defense, frankly, are him and Warner. Like, Bosa's the best player in the team, but he's not a leader. He's not here. He doesn't yeah. live out here. He doesn't come out here. He doesn't want to be a leader. They make him a captain. He's like, do I have to do a speech? Like, no. You're no. You're, you're the best player, and everyone wants you on the team, but the leaders in the defense are Hafunga and Warner. One Warner. Those are the two. Yeah. And so. Bosa, Bosa by his play. Yeah, just because everyone respects him. And if he ever actually felt like saying something, they would listen, but he just that's not him. Yeah, unless they want entertainment. Sometimes they ask him to talk for the entertainment value. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best part about last year was Steph Sanchez doing the Bosa impression. Like, yeah, that's yeah. you, Bo. That's you. Yeah. That's exactly what you sound like. Maybe you should switch it up. Yeah, right. That's yeah, elite. Uh, Jewish guy says, yep. Mark Salas says, uh, Ryan, show me Purdy's bottom stats. Pause. Show me. Show, what do you want me to do? You want me to type them up on my computer and you you got the stats mark official band music 88 says god favored king's david's spreadsheet spreadsheets yeah Sh sean says is the front office manipulating the pup list just in case bp has a setback if so he can't go back on pup correct i thought pup was different now they can do that throughout right yeah you can go back as long as he's not on pup when the season starts you can go on pup and come off pup whenever during the yeah. uh, training camp yeah g code travels blog POV says third round comp for Jimmy. How will the Niners use it? Draft a running back <laughs> or a kicker. One of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Tight end, backup tight end. <laughs> Danny Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Danny Gray. Nope. Two yeah. more. Mike Johnson Monster says eyes on Poe, Clea Davis, Feliciano. Got you. Mm -hmm. Niners rule says just got here. And I don't know if Flav is here. Another 20 uh, to skip his super chats. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's not here. Papa Phil says in the playoffs next year, our O-line will be tested again. What, what changed? It got worse. The guards may have improved just based on time. But I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, you're not giving Colton McKibbins a chance. I've seen Colton McKibbins play. What are you talking about? We've seen this. Yeah. I mean, the problem was the right tackle. I think Burford, you can expect him to be better. Banks, you can expect to be better. Brendel, you can expect to be the same. I think Feliciano's a good backup. Trent Williams, we'll see. Probably the same. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just McKivitz. McKivitz and the quarterback, those are the big, big questions coming into the season. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's it. That's the show. I appreciate all the super chats. Stop giving me money. Stop watching. It's over. It was just the beginning today. It was like a prelude to the beginning. It was the preface in the book that you don't really read, but you kind of do because there's going to be information from Kyle in there. But apparently more information came out in the one-on-one. -on -one Who knows these days? There's going to be actual football tomorrow. There's going to be a competition. It's going to be fun. Can't Ryan, wait. are you going to be out there any days? Sunday and Monday. I'll be there Sunday and Monday. Yeah, I'm That's looking forward to it, man. That's what's up. Well, we'll do a show on Monday because you'll be there. It'll be fun. Be Thanks dope. for watching, everyone. I'll uh, see you later. I'm doing a show at 7 o'clock tonight with some Seahawks bloggers. Hmm. Um, is, is it the guy Jesse I, was with last night? I don't know. I, I should be promoting it, but I don't even know them that well. Is but his name Brandon? I, they're great. Huh? Is his name Brandon? I don't think so. I think it's Brian. Okay. I don't know. Je Jesse did one last night, and the guy was great, but it was like a four-hour stream. It's, I'm not giving him four hours. <laughs> now, tops. Yeah. 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 All right, man. Thanks, All everyone. Right.